You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books, which I find interesting. And this week, we will be discussing everyone's favorite topic. I usually... Add a sprinkle of it to each show, but this time the whole 50 minutes is actually dedicated to this wonderful topic, and that is sex. Yay! We get to talk about sex. Uh, and I'm going to be, well, I'm not going to be, but my author and my friend is going to be giving, um, I don't want to say advice, but um, let's say tips to the men about how to... Um, well, the name of the book is Laws of the Bedroom. Let's not prolong this, so to speak. <laughs> and um, Laws of the Bedroom, what men need to know about sex and pleasing a woman. The only time anything should be prolonged is when you're having foreplay. Right, Mr. Bart? That is correct. <laughs> Here's my guest, Bart Smith, and he's the author of this wonderful book. Now, this could have been two books because it's so long. Um <laughs> It's like 270 pages, and even though it is the laws of the bedroom, I found that it seems to be like more of like the laws of life for men, what guys' fathers didn't tell them. What do you think of that? Oh, I love it. I'll go with it. Sure. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of boys, uh, you know, they don't have fathers in their lives, and they miss out on a lot of key knowledge and information. And just even watching mom and dad kiss and hug in the kitchen while, you know, they're both sharing the dish, uh, dish towel. You know, uh-huh. so uh, definitely. Sharing the dish towel, what does that look like? Okay. Um, all right, so where did you get the idea for Laws of the Bedroom? I was uh, at dinner with a female client. Uh, we were talking. She was telling me about her woes with uh, her boyfriend. And when it was my turn to talk, I said, well, you know what's going on, right? She goes, no. I said, he's breaking the laws of the bedroom. And she says, really? What are those? And then it just hit me. Being an author, having written books, I said, Bart, you got to write a book about this, you know, called Laws of the Bedroom and then proceed to put everything in there that you is in your head. Right. So speaking about writing books, uh, what makes you qualified to speak on, um, well, relationship issues, and then, of course, obviously, especially about sex, and set the laws of the bedroom for etiquette and behavior between two people? Well, what makes uh, anyone able to speak on anything confidently, mm-hmm. confident, and where does confidence come from? Confidence comes from three things. It comes from experience comes from education and training, maybe research. It also comes from faith, having belief in yourself. So I have enough confidence in the way that I live my life, how I treat my gal, how I treat myself. And with all of that inside of me, I said, hey, I write books. Let's put it in a book, and then I'll share it with the world. If it rocks with you and you guys like it, hey, great, because I know it works for me. 
Yeah, I mean, this book, there's a lot to be learned. But here, see, here's the thing. It's like, you know how guys are, because you're a guy. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I, I already know what to do. I just got to, you know, give it to her hard. And I don't need to read a book. What do you say to those guys? <laughs> well, you know, there's uh, there's more to life than sex. Sex happens uh, maybe, what, uh, eight hours a week. That leaves another you know, uh, let's see, seven times uh, 16, so about 70, 80. You know, it still leaves a gob amount of time with your honey doll. So you've got to have all the elements, what it takes to, like, just, you know, be a man, you know, and, and just all the elements from the inside, the, the mind, the heart, the, the emotions, the spirit, actions, duties, things that you like to do for her. So, and, and what's interesting, guys, uh, when they when they think about sex, they have a certain perspective. When women think about sex, they have a certain perspective. And what we want to do is we want to give them what they want, and when we do that, we get what we want. Um, for, for example, just, just buying a flower or buying a, some flowers at the store, it takes five to ten minutes to, to beeline to the flower section. You get those flowers, you put them in the cart, you're running around the, the store getting your other stuff, you know, your beer and all that stuff. You get to the counter, you go home, you get in the car, you go home. You put the, the, the flowers in her car maybe at night because you got home late. You put them on, the, on her dashboard. So you say, oh, honey, I'm, I'm home, blah, blah, blah. And then, bam, she gets the next morning. She goes into her car to go to work. She sees the flowers and the little note you did. It took you five minutes to get the flowers. It took you five minutes to write the note. It's hard. I know, guys. It's tough. But, <laughs> but what's going to happen? She's going to have those flowers and that thought on her mind for a week. Yes, a week, and forever. And that's going to just shout. You know, well, you, exactly, because <laughs> thoughts and memories last forever. And if you do that a couple times a month, you're in the relationship for a couple years, man, I'll tell you something. It's going to layer up, and it's going to feed to your benefit 100%. It's like putting money in the bank. Exactly. With compounding. Mm, That's right, compound interest. And and you just uh, made me think of something. If you're a guy and you're at the supermarket and you're buying flowers, women will look at you differently because they'll be like, wow, a sensitive guy buying Absolutely. flowers for his lady. <laughs> and the guys are going to go, oh, yeah, you know, I think I need to go do that myself. Thanks for the reminder, dude. You know. Right. So right. It's, it's all good. All right. All right. So everybody go out and buy flowers, especially since Valentine's is coming up. So, you know, it's this is a great book, obviously. There's a ton of information. But, at, you know, as a woman reading that this, it was a bit disconcerting for me because I've found through experience and also from speaking to other people and my girlfriends is that, unfortunately, most, most men do not do the things that you talk about in the book. Well, as I say in the book, Chapter 1, where are our teachers? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get it from mom and dad. Hey, mom, dad, how did you guys do the... the uh, never mind, I don't want to know. You know, you can't get it from school that's so devoid of emotion and romance. You can't get it from magazines uh, which just pump out little tidbits every week. What, are you going to wait a year to get all this knowledge? can't get it from sex experts because they, if, you know, if they knew what they were talking about, you know, there'd be more happy people around the world. So where do you get it from? It takes... Um, Someone like myself who writes, I'm a full-time author, I, I write all the time, blah, blah, blah. I live what I talk and what I preach. So I put it in this book. Life is a uh, a, a classroom forever. We're always learning. I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. that's why I wrote the book. Right. Um, okay, so we, before we came on the air, you were telling me about the five things that women have to do before they have sex? You mean... What a guy should do? Oh, yeah, what the guy, <laughs> what the guy needs to do before the woman. woman. Right, right. 
Well, we were just uh, before the show. We were talking about. Um, uh, you start off with you know, men are so men are so quick to wanting it, and, and women are you know how come you know men aren't obeying some of these laws? Right. And you know, women need to women need to have more uh, demands, not demands, they have more expectations, and and put out those expectations for the man to perform. You know, if it's so easy to go to a party, have a couple drinks, find that you're cute or you're pretty, and go home and have sex, hmm, sounds like a drive-through program to me. <laughs> so you've got to have expectations. What do you want? You just want to get your jollies off that night, honey? Or do you want to meet a man to, you know, pair up with and maybe live a cool life of sharing, uh, you know, life's tough. Life's hard. Mm-hmm. Work's hard. Economy's tough. Everything around us is hard. It takes two to tango. So with the whole sex thing, sex is a gift to the relationship. It doesn't start the relationship. It doesn't. It doesn't form the relationship. You have to have so so put a few blockers up for the man. Say hey, hey before you know we go out and do this thing tonight. You know I mean I want to you know I definitely find you attractive, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's go out somewhere. Let's not go to dinner. Okay, the, the dinner thing excuse like oh can I take you to dinner. <laughs> That's a man saying, hey, I'm hungry, I like to eat, can we go to eat? Mm -hmm. Instead, let's go bowling, let's go horseback riding, let's go paint uh, clay pottery. Let's go do an activity that we can spend some time with to see if I just like hanging out with you. And if I like hanging out with you, well, four hours later, hey, I'm hungry, you want to go get something to eat? Yeah, that'd be great. You know, versus the whole, hey, let me meet you for dinner and then, because what happens after dinner? You get tired, you get sluggish, you want to go right to bed. Well, that's usually reserved for people in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you're just meeting someone for the first time, dinner is the wrong thing to do, per se. Do lunch. You know, that's light, and then you have to go back to the rest of your day. But um, definitely choose an activity and get the guy to, you know, just do stuff. I know, like, whenever, you know, I met someone for the first time, I didn't do the dinner thing. I said, hey, uh, do you want to meet somewhere during the day? for lunch. Mm. What are you doing on Saturday? Let's go to the zoo. Let's go do something. Hey, I've never been to this museum. Do you want to go check it out with me? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but you had like a, I think you had like a list of five things. Well, yeah. well, yeah, you know, I mean, but it varies. You know, one uh-huh. of them is doing an activity besides dinner. Okay. Another mm-hmm. one, you know, and, and the whole, um, you know, uh, you don't necessarily want to say, hey, I've got five things uh, that you must do before you date me. I mean, you know, these are just things. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. – and, and a lot of this, especially the, the one act of the activity. Mm-hmm. See, when someone – when a guy says, oh, I just want to go have dinner with you, and then I want to try my move, okay, mm-hmm. well, you just weeded them right out. But if they say, yeah, that sounds great, you know, gosh, uh, okay, what do, what do you want to do? Well, uh, here's two or three things. Decide. And then it's on the guy to decide. She's looking for decisiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants the guy to be a leader. Right. You know, so. Okay. All right. So then what is, we may have already touched upon this, so what do you think is the number one problem with sex today? Well, uh, besides uh, STDs, two out of every three women, young woman has an STD by the age 25, besides HIV, besides teen pregnancies, yeah, those are problems, uh-huh. but those are, should be obvious problems. The main problem, the big problem when it comes to relationships mm-hmm. and sex mm-hmm. within a coupled environment is uh, men are not allowing a woman's body enough time to warm up to the act of making love so that she can enjoy it equally or more than him. Here, here. I totally agree. 
It's all about warming up the oven. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because, you yeah. know, the men are like blow torches, so they are instantly turned on in two seconds. But, you know, if you've ever baked anything, I know most guys haven't, but whatever, if you've tried to cook something, you know you have to warm up the oven first, and it's not going to be warm in 30 seconds. You know, I make the world's best chocolate chip cookies, and you know that. I know. I can attest to that. www.bartscookies.com. Um, when I bake my cookies, I have to preheat the oven. I then mix up the batter. I'm really anxious. I want cookies now, but i got to mix up the batter. i got to mix the dough. i got to put the chips in. i got to then put them on the tray. i then got to put them. Oh, my God, how much time have we wasted? Oh, I'm so anxious. But I'm holding out. It's only going to be a few, well, in this case, for baking. But once the cookies are in the oven, I can see them rise. And I can see them taking shape. And then when they're ready to come out, I then pull them out, but i got to let them cool a little bit. I still can't have any. <laughs> so once they are ready for consumption, so to speak, I then consume and proceed. And was the time worth the wait? Yes, because the cookie loved me just like I loved the cookie. Yeah, and when you said earlier that, oh, you'll have sex for eight hours a week, um, that's if you're lucky. Well, lucky or not, see, it's about layers. It's about building up um, an environment in your life mm-hmm. with the woman you love. Um, eight hours a week, we're talking, you know, two, three hours over here, an hour and a half over there, two, before you know it, all that, those eight hours a week. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, bumping, bumping, chumping, grinding, you know, <laughs> rock and roll. It could just be just, it could just be just casually laying around with your gal, the, the, the woman you love, in your birthday suits. You know, that's just... Who gets to do that? You know, you can't go to the grocery store and get that kind of stuff, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's about creating an environment. Guys, here's the deal. Here's the secret. Live your life. Know what you want. Be on your own mission. She will say, I want to, I want to be a part of that, you know? Or if the two of you have a mission you could do together, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And when you have that... A lot of your BS is worked out, like you got your income worked out, you got your job prospecting worked out, you know, you're making your dough, that kind of thing. Um, and with that aside, you know, money, like they say, you know, 50% of all problems, you know, with the divorces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when you got that taken aside, you can focus on her doing the flowers at the store, learning how to bake a couple of products, you know. I mean, I cook at home, and I cook for my gal. Mm-hmm. I cook, mm-hmm. and she cooks too, and then sometimes we cook together, you know. So if she, you know, so yeah, it's awesome. Right. So okay. So then, according to you, then what is the number one solution to satisfying a woman besides obviously reading your book? Ha ha. Well, then listening to the audio program. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the number one solution to satisfy satisfying a woman in all areas of her life, mm. in conversation, mm. in the bedroom, outside the bedroom, with the kids. Etc. Patience. Mm-hmm. Patience. I know it sounds so simple, but it's hard to execute. That's why people don't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. can be patient in every aspect, whenever you feel the urge to speak up, to do something, to satisfy one of your urges, just pause for, I swear, pause for five seconds. Pause for 30 seconds. Pause for a minute. Can you go five minutes? If you can pause and be patient in the areas when she's speaking to you, you don't rush her. When she's, you know, not ready yet, you just be patient. Let her continue to, you know, like when she's about to climb the big mountain of the big O. She's on her (laughs) way, but she's not there yet. And you're tired. 
Right. You've got to keep going. Just picture your old, uh, you know, your old coach from school, or you know, you're, if you're in the military, you just picture a drill sergeant. You know, stay on, stay on course. You know. <laughs> right, and then be patient. Also, I noticed that what guys do is when they think that the woman is having an orgasm, suddenly they, whatever they're doing, they change it. They go faster or they, they do something. And it's like that's the worst time to be changing positions. Absolutely. I mean, your job, and I'm going to say this, and don't get this the wrong way, Uh-oh. but men, men, we are their slave. Sounds good and to I me. I love it. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, remember I told you we talked to said, you know, um, you know, when you're talking to your your gal, you, you just got married or you're in a relationship, you love each other, and you go, you know, I want to be your servant. Let me serve you. And she says, no, honey, let me serve you. And you say, no, let's just serve each other. Right. And right. that that's rock and roll because that's when you don't need the rest of the world. You two become the world that you live in, you know. So, yeah, I mean, if, if each person makes it their priority to make their partner happy, then that's a recipe for a relationship that can never be broken. You know, uh, men, give everything you can to your girlfriend, to your wife. Uh, women, give everything you've got to your boyfriend, to your husband. Uh, and when you do that, you become one. That's what you are. So why not exemplify that and explode that to even more height in the relationship? It's, and literally, it's it's impenetrable. Nobody can get through. People become like, where'd you go? Where have you guys been? Oh, you know, it's, I'm just hanging out with my, my gal. You know, I'm just really, she's my world. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't really need anybody else, but, you know, you want to go, you know, you, you want to go do something to, next week or something? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll call you back, you know, whatever. So, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Because, um, you know, obviously one of the problems you talk about in your book is the guys, you know, they s- skip the foreplay. They don't want to do a lot of foreplay. It's just two or three minutes here and there. And then they want to hurry up and get to the intercourse. But what they don't, re- you know, and the woman, of course, usually isn't ready. And, you know, I realize that the only time that the guy should go in, so to speak, <laughs> is when the woman is pretty much practically begging for it. When she's like, will you get in here? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I mean, um, she she should be the only one on the steering wheel, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, precisely. Mm-hmm. You know, look for the signals. Wait for the signals. Wait. It's it's like hunting. You know, it's you don't, you know, if you're a good hunter, you know to wait and be patient. And, and let her body warm up. Because once it warms up, it becomes an entertainment orga- organism all in itself, watching her just try to, break out of her body, you know, and that's the, that's the exciting stuff. Guys, don't get so all hyped up about just yourself getting your rocks off. That ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. You could do that alone in the bathroom. Screw that. Patience. Wait. She's the, she's the oven. She's the cookie that you want to consume. Let her take her time and let her warm up because when she warms up, and it's me, but it's reality, she, she does half the work. You yeah. know, because she's like, oh, over here, and this and that, and oh, and she's she's receptive. No pun there. Um, yes, go ahead. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, if you get a woman turned on enough, she will demand sex. Demand? Yeah, she'll demand. Really? I mean, how many guys have had women demanding sex? Probably not too many. You know, there was a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a movie out a couple years ago. A couple was in the bathroom, brushing their teeth, and the man just kind of, you know, hey, honey, yeah. Hey, do you want to have sex? 
and she's no, not right now. And I'm thinking, okay, this is Hollywood, and I know that Hollywood is stupid. They really do dumb lines. They try to jerk your emotions, and I understand that. But in real life, the man says nothing. He says nothing. Mm-hmm. He just looks at her in the right moment. You know, you certainly don't want to do it when you're in the car driving to go to the grocery store. Well, actually, maybe you do. <laughs> you know, when we get back, honey. Or in that aisle that no one goes in. But definitely, it's with a look. It's with how you hold her. It's how you, you move your bodies together. You could be in the kitchen just putting the groceries away. And it's like, hey, come here. And what's neat about a guy is that, you know, we pick her up and, well, we take her, you know, somewhere and proceed to, you know. It's, it's about fun. Mm-hmm. It's about fun. And it's, it's, again, letting her direct and guide. But you're setting the tone. You're setting the environment. You've got the rest of the household done. you got this gun. you got this going over there. She's just like in a world that's just, you know, I've got nothing left to do but make out with my honey. You know? <laughs> Your honey. Every time you, make, you mention honey, you make me laugh because just last night, actually, I, I finally watched the B movie, you know, that cartoon or whatever you want to call it, animated with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> it was all about honey and bees, obviously. So you remind me of that every time you say wow. honey. <laughs> um, okay. So one of your laws is okay, she comes first. Now every now guys know this, but they don't always follow that law. Yeah, you know this is, has multi benefits to the two of you. Number one, when you put her first, it's like you know opening the door. It's like uh, sitting her down in her chair. It's like taking her coat. You know, women first, women and children first. <laughs> uh, but get the children out of here. This is adult only. Uh-huh. Okay, but <laughs> but. Um, when you can effort every time to ensure that she she doesn't have to reach the big mountain of the big O, she doesn't have to achieve that program, but as long as she certainly has satisfaction and joy first, you know, and that usually comes, like, you know, about a half hour, hour, you know, plus or minus, you know, mm-hmm. depends, it depends. Mm-hmm. But making sure that she, and if she can, literally, if she, you can get her to, to reach her program first, then you got free reign to say, hey, you know, can we try it this way? Oh, anything you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's good for her soul. It's good for her, her nervous system. It's good for her memory cells. It's good for her body. Because as she reaches her coming zone, and she reaches the orgasm, and her eyes tilt back and go white, and she just, you know, flush pink of the skin, what happens is later that week when she's got a bad day at work, she thinks back to when she had, you know, her rush, her drug rush. Because when guys rock and roll, they're, they're rocket fuel. That's a rush. Mm-hmm. Okay? It, it calms us. We guys have her, their medicine. You know, it's, I want to deviate here. So many women today are on depression medication. Why is that? Think about it. Let's analyze. Let's mm-hmm. put a microscope on their lives. They probably don't really have a good relationship with a good man, getting a lot of good love, a lot. And we're talking, you know, once a month, twice a month, three times a week, whatever. Okay? And because of that, um, women are on depression medication. They're, you know, and, you know, that aside, uh, program, you know, it's important that we give our gal time to warm up, to receive the, the injection medication flow of the rocket fuel when it's time. But moreover, her body, you know, there's a song. I love it. It's, 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 um, <laughs> should I tell you, the, the artist and the, the and anyhow, the, it, this, this, song lyric it goes like i'm going to conduct you i'm going to bend you like a g-string uh-huh. and i'm going to i'm going to conduct you like a choir wow now i dig that that is so cool i'm going to conduct you like a choir you know uh-huh. and 
And it's so cool because you are, you're conducting her. She's like this 30 piece, you know, orchestra, orchestra, you know, from the tubas to the drums, to the trumpet, to the, the, <laughs> you know, the flute, the trombone, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, and she's got all these, it's, it's the erogenous zones, you mm-hmm. know, 25 erogenous zones from the, from the, from her head to her toe. Yeah. We got to play them all. Mm. You got to play them all. She is stressed every day. She's stressed at work, stressed in the in the social uh, world. She's stressed, you know, with her body or different things happening. My God, I feel I feel for women, you know, the the monthly program and then the just all the elements of her body that are succumb to you know diseases, cancers a little little more than men. We got our own share, trust us. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, women have a, you know a lot of pressure. So guys, one of our jobs is to make their life easy and make it and and show them and you know talk about them. Lift them up. Exalt them on Friday night. They are our queen. We worship them. Mm-hmm. And then they worship us, and we worship each other, and then we're both king and queen, and that's why we both have big thrones, and that's why we have big beds. And <laughs> um, yeah, and you know what? I'm thinking it's like if, if a woman had to choose between two men, and they were more pretty much uh, they were pretty much the same in terms of the looks department, how much uh, money they made, et cetera, et cetera, but one was great in bed, and one was so-so, the woman is obviously going to choose the guy who's great in bed. Well, you know, that's one one could say that, but it's interesting because you could have a great skill, but when you're out of the bed, you're you're hell to deal with. Well, you know, you're just a jerk. No. You might have good no. skills. Right. You know, so that's why I say sex is a gift to the relationship. The relationship comes first, compatibility, chemistry. Do we get along? Are you, in fact, I was sitting at a table one time with a bunch of uh, older men. Uh, it was on Thanksgiving dinner, so the ladies were somewhere else, and I was just sitting with these guys, and they were like twice my age. And I said, guys, do you know the secret to long-term relationships? And they looked at me like, hey, who are you, you, you know, young punk, you know, you, uh-huh. you know we're, we're older than you, we know. And I told them, and I was on the spot, spotlight was on, and I said, the secret to a long-term relationship, to success in a long-term relationship, is to find your best friend in the opposite sex. When you find your best friend, you can go places, do things, you can uh, you know, do things together, you can watch businesses, you can do uh, everything. Mm-hmm. She's your best friend. Mm-hmm. And the sex is the component. Now, if you lack in the sexual department, then yeah, your relationship is going to lose luster. Mm-hmm. Because sex is the glue. It, think about it, you know, two people merging as one. It's kind of like putting two boards together, you know. It's the glue that holds the relationship together. Now, what happens over time when, you know, the bodies, you know, the age and all that kind of stuff, hopefully you have a lot of memories, a lot of memories. You know, in one year, you can have a lot of sex in a lot of different places. You can have a lot of opportunities to bond. Sexing is a bonding uh, experience. And how is that when you look back on that year? Was it 25, 10 minuteers, mm. Or was it 55 hours? <laughs> um. You know? Yeah, and you know the thing is, women these days are becoming more savvy sexually in terms of what they want, and they're asking for what they want. They're demanding to have what they want. They have more sexual experience than women, you know. And 30, 40 years ago, it's no longer just you know open your legs and think of England. Uh, now we want to be we satisfied, and we're not willing to put up with a guy that doesn't have his act together in the bedroom. Well, that's true, but you know, I hope you don't put up with a guy that doesn't have his bank account together either. You know, and that he's got a car, he's got a job. You know, I almost have a rule that, that's going out, and I'm writing some books that uh, that cater to young women. Mm-hmm. And uh, my advice to young women about sex is don't have sex with any guy, any boy, any man mm-hmm. who doesn't have a job. 
Right. Because you're dealing with fire when you play with sex any time. I don't mm-hmm. care if you got con, I don't care if you got, oh, you're on the pill. Oh, great, you forgot to take it one day, and then it doesn't work. You know, it's Some nice product that is, by the way, Planned Prophethood. Uh, <laughs> anyhow. Okay, moving so. along with the sex. Um, okay, you also talk about, so what if a guy, if he... Uh, if he can't, if he, uh, he, all right, how can he keep his fire, okay, this is your line, <laughs> how can he keep his fire hose from firing too early? Well, you know, that's kind of like, um, like uh, that's control, that's self-control. Mm-hmm. And just like in a conversation, you know, he or she who uh, does the most talking doesn't really control the conversation. It's the person who's listening. It's control, self-control. And you um, strengthen self-control with practice. And uh, when, hey, if you got a girlfriend, you got your wife there, you know, I mean, honey, uh, let's practice, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and it's really about, uh, it's like driving, you know, it's like time in the seat, you know, driving a stick shift, you know, you, you don't learn it overnight, you mm-hmm. don't get it in a week, you actually kind of get it maybe a couple of months, and then it's smooth riding from there. So that's the same thing with any, any aspect of uh, making love, the rock and roll uh, session, it's practice and it's self-control and it's hard but the difference between doing something for the first time where it's conscious conscience conscious you know where mm-hmm. hey i have to effort versus like someone who's a seasoned pro in a sport or in a in a profession they have the practice under their belt <laughs> no pun here but uh what happens is over time it becomes natural so then are you saying that a guy a mature man who's obviously had practice and yet he still um, has an orgasm within two minutes, it's because he's, he's selfish and he doesn't care about the woman? No, that could be a physical self-control program. And he needs to, he just needs, he needs time in the saddle with her. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's practice, it's practice, it's practice. It's, it's those, you know, uh, those muscles, you know, that help you, you know, uh, you know, hold yourself from going to the bathroom, you know. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's controlling these muscles down below and just practicing strengthening them it's like the gym working out mm-hmm. that's it period okay and what about uh if a guy has a problem getting it up what's that what's that all about well there's multiple aspects to that but the first part is blood flow because what is the uh the rocket ship but it's muscle and what's what's uh, impeding blood flow into that program maybe we've got uh weight issues um the the gut um, we definitely got to go on a diet. Uh, we definitely have to work out like a monster. And we should be working out anyway because, you know, how are you going to last hours and hours and hours and hours and hours <laughs> without being in good shape? But um, it's definitely a blood flow situation. It also could be a psychological situation, too. Um, you know, whether, you know, hey, how are you attracted to your gal? You know, should the two of you go on a program? I've known couples where they got married. I knew them before. They were in great shape. And then two, three years later, four years later, in mm-hmm. fact, I'm thinking of a couple right now, uh, the guy ballooned out, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, you know, it, it's a matter of uh, feeling comfortable and, hey, you know, I got my gal. I don't want to, hey, bullshit. Yeah. Here's another tip. Even though you're in a relationship, even though you're married, you need to be acting as if one of you, could drop each other any day. Right. In other words, you're always competing for her love and her attention and her and for her. Because if you lose your money, if you lose your weight, if you lose your control, if you become an asshole, uh, can we say that? Yes. <laughs> you know, she's going to drop you. 
So you're constantly working on every area every day. And if you do this constantly, 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 and before you know it, it becomes autopilot. You don't even think about it. And you're a walking, talking, self-development, awesome killer man. Yeah, because it's just so easy. Once you you think you have the other person, to just take them for granted and go, okay, I don't have to try as hard as, no, I don't want to see you tonight. No, I'm tired. I'm this, I'm that. Until you get a wake-up call and you're like, oops, I better get it together here. You know, and, and here's a tip about the bedrooms. You know, if you can afford it, you should have two separate bedrooms, one for her, one for you. Uh, she gets the master bedroom because she needs the walk-in closet, right, mm-hmm. guys? <laughs> <laughs> and what happens is you spend uh, four nights in her room. She spends two nights in your room. The variety of going back and forth is very cool. And when any one of you is ill or down for the count, because got a little illness, a little cold, hey, you go to your room and you get better. I don't want to sleep with a sick, you know, right. person sneezing all night. I'm going to go get my rest and or vice versa. And what's neat is, you know, you knock, knock. Hey, can I stay the night in your room tonight? <laughs> you know, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's fun and yeah. it breaks up the monotony, you know. So and then if you want a year later, switch rooms, you know, just for kicks. I mean, it's just it, those little things do so much. That sounds good to me. Um, yeah. Now, again, uh, after sex, women usually want to cuddle, but most guys don't do that. Well, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, what time of night is it? Because if it's like 4 a.m., I don't think the guy's going to be getting up to go, you know, play basketball or nothing like that or go to work yet. You know, maybe he's got a couple more hours. If it's during the day, you know, or, or it's close at night, maybe 6 p.m., you guys were having a little 3 to 7, 3 to, 3 to 6 p.m. rock and roll love session, and it's time to go to dinner, you know, hey, we got to get, we got to scoot, we got the, the movie at 8 o'clock or whatever. But, you know, here's the thing. In everything we do, whether it's, and when I'm talking with human relations, mm-hmm. whether you're spending time with a child or you're spending time talking to a, a client or talking to someone on the street, if you can spend just five more seconds, five more minutes, just seven minutes, 10 minutes, 15, just a little extra, whatever it is that you think you want to do, put a hold on it for five to 15 minutes and just pause, shalom, and just think and and be with that person. Because whatever's going on in their world, they want you to be there. So just, guys, you know, suck it up and just be there. And man, I'll tell you something. First of all, you're going to enjoy just laying there too. It's like, you know, I was going to get up and go, do, you know, I'm kind of liking this. This is kind of cool. And before you know it, it becomes habit. And once it becomes a habit, it feels natural. And and it's just, um, it's also courtesy, too. Think about it like the dinner table. You know, as soon as you're done eating, you're the first one done eating. You don't say, okay, great, I'm going to start doing dishes goodbye. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's rude. You wait till the others finish. Well, for her, she's lying there in bed. She just reached the big O. She can't get out of bed. She's spent. Hopefully. So you're going to be patient, and it better be, <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's your job. And so, you know, you're just going to make sure that she finishes, you know, enjoying the moment after all that rock and rollness. And, and besides, you know, you, you know, you too should be tired, too. I mean, it's like a movie where the, the woman had stayed over the, the night with this guy, and, and then the next morning she just got right up. And she went about her day as if nothing had happened. I said, well, you know, if you're an actress acting, yeah, that's probably what you would act because that's what's in the script. Mm-hmm. But in real life, in real life, no way in hell. A good guy who's dedicated to rocking her world, she's not going to want to get out of bed. 
She's not going to want to go to the hard day because it's a contrast. The bed is relaxation. It's, it's uh, resurging your powers. It's resting. It's a place of, of pleasure and joy. <laughs> Outside the bed, it's work, it's bills, it's uh, the tax man, it's, you know, the boss. Who wants to get up out of that pleasure zone and go into the dirty, hard world? No one. So just be patient. Exactly. So um, how can a man tell if a woman has faked an orgasm? Well, there's some physical signs uh, that you can look for if it's not too dark in the room. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, But certainly, you know, uh, mechanical moaning. Uh, 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 uh. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. Can you just cut it? Just enjoy <laughs> it. You don't have to fake it. You know, uh, uh, you know, or, you know, when she can just get right up and put her clothes on. I mean, look at her eyes. Are her eyes rolling back to where you can see the white of her eyes? Is there a flush, uh, pinkish color to her skin on her cheeks? Is her is she biting her fingers like as she you know as she's about to scream? Yeah, I mean, you know, those are the signs. And um, you know, it's important. It's important, guys. I'm talking right to you. I'm talking to me too. It's important that we work in that area so that they can achieve it because they can't. They can achieve it on their own, yeah. But there's a difference when she orgasms on her own. Half of the pleasure is disrupted from her actually having to work right. to do it herself. When she can just sit back like a kite and just fly in the wind and just let it let her be free, oh my God, that's so cool. And when she can, you know, a woman can uh, reach the, the the little the big O and the little O and many O's in the middle. She can reach those one, two, three, four, five, seven times in a night. So you know, if she if you can help her do that one time. You know, 45 minutes later, another time, 20 minutes later, another time, 40 minutes later, another time. If she can reach four or five orgasms in a night over an eight-hour period of time, let's say, you know, man, the next day, she's like glue on you. She will do anything for you. And, you know, you'll do anything for her, too. It's about bringing out of us as humans, man and woman, what we not like what we're destined to be and do, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. We were born to. We were born to love. Man, woman, sex is a representation of love, and needs to be careful outside of marriage, outside of committed relationships, because it's dangerous. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, you said there's you know there's a difference between dating many women versus dating a few and then marrying one. Yeah. You know, kind of like a registering for a class at college and only going there for like a week and then dropping it and then taking another class, dropping it after a week, going to another class. You're not going to get your degree. You're not going to learn anything, and you're not going to get anything out of it that would actually help you make money in the long run because you took 75 classes, you never finished one of them. <laughs> That's an analogy mm -hmm. that I'm using here. Whereas if you date a woman and... Before you have sex with her, before you get involved, you spend time with her. You go to the zoo. You go bowling. You go paint pottery. You go to the beach. You know, and you do activities. You see if this person, because here's the thing, guys. Most guys that go out and have reckless sex, casual sex, promiscuity all over the place, and, even, and women too, both of you, I'm speaking to male and female, mm -hmm. you are not valuing your assets. You're not putting a value on your future, on your bank account, on your job, on your life. 
You're not protecting that which is sacred, which is you, your life. You're going out for the fling. You got the fling that night. Hey, you can talk about it, whatever. But man, here's what happens after seven women, 17 women. Mm. Here's what happens. When you finally meet the one you want, this goes for both men and women, when you finally meet the one you want, and you're laying there in bed with them, and you've got the ring finger on, you've got the whole marriage thing, you're getting engaged, whatever. Not only do you see this, this man, ladies, or this woman, men, you also see 17 other women. Three of those women want to still be in touch with you. One of them is a stalker now. <laughs> I mean, you have to be careful about who you invite into your life because you 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 create memories that you cannot defrag, you can't scan disk, you can't reformat your brain like you can a computer and erase everything. Those memories are on your your mind forever. So be selective. You're selective about a job. You're selective about where you live, about the kind of car you buy, where you spend your money. Be selective about who you date and who you choose to be with. And you want to spend time with one person as much as you can because as you get older, your opportunities for, you know, just going out and dating and having a free care, free attitude, those change because we got responsibilities and we've got a lot of duties and we got maybe, maybe we got bankruptcies, maybe we got divorces, we got some baggage. So it's important that we we focus on finding one that will be as much as possible so that as we get older we have quality memories. And there's so much more I can talk about on that. Yeah. I know now we're very on to relationships. Uh, but, yeah, it's true because, um, you know, a lot of guys that I've talked to in their, let's say, 40s and 50s, all of them have someone in their past that they're like, oh, I should have married her. I should have married her. Exactly. And, you know, how you go about finding that person to marry, and this is really a, an interesting angle, but work on yourself very much in all areas and all angles. It's like money. When you have no money, um, well, I don't want to say that because love just it transcends money. Okay. But the point is, is that it's like skills and a job. The more skills you have, the better quality of job, the more respect on the job, and the more pay, and the better the future for your security. The same thing with your, a man on the inside, emotionally, physically. I have like the five Lees. Emotional, emotionally, you should be prepared and, and really, really strong in all these areas. Emotionally, you're being solid, grounded. You don't, you know, freak out. Mm -hmm. Mentally, strong mental, logical uh, decision-making capabilities, good skills, good knowledge. You're very smart. Um, physically, you're in good shape physically. Good, you want to live. You want to be healthy. You don't want to be in, like, the hospital, mm -hmm. you know, like 10 years from now. Um, financially, you want to be financially stable. You might not have a lot of money. You don't need to have a lot of money, but you could be conservative and how you spend your money, because you want to keep it, mm -hmm. you know. And then lastly, spiritually, you want to have a good founding in some kind of religion, uh, whether it's Catholicism, Christianity, Hindu, Buddhist, doesn't, you know, whatever floats your boat, whatever your environment, your family, whatever brought you up, cling to that. You need to have some element of that. We need to have humility. We need to have a humble spirit that says, hey, I might think I got all the money in the world, but when I die, I can't take any of it with me. And if I got my leg cut off because I was in a, you know, a fight in the streets, you know, no, no money's going to put my leg back, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we have to, and life is hard. We have to give thanks every day for what we have, and especially when we're in a relationship. Or if we're not in a relationship, throw it out there. Put it out there, you know, hey, 
bring me a woman that is good for me, and I'll take care of her. Put that out there into the universe, and trust me, you'd be surprised. And one real quick thing Mm -hmm. on love. You really don't go looking for it per se, but you put yourself out there for it to happen because all love stories happen with, you know, I was at this dance, I never even intended to see her or meet her, and bam, there she was. Right. I mean, that's how it happens. So have faith out there. Know that your time will come, but keep working on you because doing that creates energy like the sun, and people will be uh, attracted to you. Blah, 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 wow. blah, blah, blah. Now suddenly we're talking about relationships. Okay, we got to get back to the sex. <laughs> um, oh See, so, she's got sex on her. Mind. I know it's all I care about. Well, for this 40, 50, <laughs> for this show today, all I care is about sex. Um, okay, so let's say, how can a woman let a man know that she's not happy with the sex? Because the times in my past when I've let guys know they weren't happy, I wasn't happy. They bolted. <laughs> well, you know what kind of a kind what of, kind of, of a. A, it, guys, it's our responsibility to know what the heck we're doing. So we should be just like studying uh, for a class, studying for the job to increase our skill levels. We need to be reading books, listening to audio programs like Falls of the Bedroom mm-hmm. so that we can have that knowledge because when we go into the, 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 the bedroom, number one, we need to be introducing things to her that she's never had done to her. We need to be asking her what she wants. You might not have a clue on how to please a woman. It's okay. Ask. It's like in business. You don't know what your clients need, so ask them, and then they will tell you what they need, and then you will give it to them, and you will be their star. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and it's more about, hey, I, re- you know, like from the woman's point of view, I really want to be with you, and I really, um, I want us to have, you know, great times together. Let's... Uh, just be direct. And you know what? If they bolt, that says something about their confidence level. What's going to happen when they're under the pressure in some other category of life? Are they going to bolt then? Like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. We're having a kid. Oh, my God, I'm out of here. <laughs> Whatever. You know, so, you know, men need to be, you know, I, I say this to a lot of people in different, whatever I'm, I'm, I'm involved with, but, you know, hey, they could use the stimulation. You could use the excitement. So be be kind, but be be quick. Be quick, be direct, but be loving, and be, hey, there's still hope for our relationship, but let's work on this. Let's get that book, Laws of the Bedroom, that, that uh, I heard on that radio show, The Death of the Chance, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and what happens, let's say, you know, a couple's been together for many years, and one of them, one of them starts to lose interest. What should they do? Well, we already talked about the, uh, the different bedrooms. Right. So uh, that's already going to put a lot of... Uh, a lot of funness in the relationship over a, a long course of time. And, you know, when you have a lot of great memories uh, that are built up over time, it's hard, and you know it's hard. It's like having a great, solid job. It's hard to go out and find a new one mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. that will match that. So the same thing with the relationship. And, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. You could take time away from each other. I kind of said to one uh, guy, says, you know, why don't you go spend a, a month in a hotel and don't use the heat <laughs> and then see how much you love, you know, or sleep on the couch for a month and see how much you miss her. Because uh-huh. it is, it's about familiarity. Yeah. And, you know, we're too familiar with something. We just got to get away. That's why, you know, I'm for the two different bedrooms and hey, uh, if you can afford two houses, whatever. But, you know, um, Too variety hard. is key, and and also being in shape, because mm-hmm. with age, and and I'm you know 
I'm uh, I'm over 21. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you know, with age, you know, we all kind of like start losing. Well, let's eat right, fruits and vegetables. Go to saladbs.com and eat my salad. It's awesome. I have it three times a week. It's killer. Salmons, chickens, tofu, cranberries, nuts, um, you know, spinach, parsley, blah, blah, blah. Eat right, and you'll have energy. Music. Music, too. You know, get into some really great music that, you know, and, and span the ages looking for music, too. Just don't be stuck on, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s, although 70s and 80s, you're getting into really good music, mm-hmm. passionate music, the technology of music. Uh, increased. We had a lot of talented, talented artists. It was a big money industry then too. So competition, cream rises. No pun there, but um, uh-huh. anyhow, yes. Wonderful. Okay. Well, you know what? We've actually come to the end of the show. Unfortunately, I'm sure we can go on forever. No, oh, I know. Well, everyone's going to go out and practice what we preach. <laughs> um, so, okay, your uh, website is lawsofthebedroom.com. There's a ton of information on there. What goes on on that website, Bart? Thank you, ma'am. Well, okay, but what goes on on that website? <laughs> it's behind closed doors. <laughs> they have to just go and find out for themselves? No, it's really great. Um, uh, there's uh, the book. There's the audio. I'm coming up with a uh, online e-course where it's a combination of written material because some things you just need to read, mm-hmm. and then there's some audio, which will be online, and then there's going to be in the future video of just me talking with you, kind of like your own virtual coach. You know, hey, you and me, it's like we're at my office or something like that, and we're talking, and I'm across the table, and we're talking, and, um, you know, uh, plus just stories of what's going on and, and how Laws of the Bedroom helps people, period, because it's it, it works out. In, when, you, when you follow the laws of the bedroom, if you're in a family relationship and you have children, your children are going to grow up more wholesome. Because mom and dad are really Happy. in love. They're getting Happy. it on. And so there's so many ways. And the neighbors are going to be, you know, friends are going to be jealous. They're going to go, what are you guys doing? Well, hey, man, we're following the laws of the bedroom because <laughs> they were. 290 pages. This ain't no 125-page book. No. This is 290. That's right. And all I did was mm-hmm. I just I just dropped into the book what I had in my head, how I lived my life, and what I believe in my philosophies and since that time I started, I wrote that book. I've been living it all my life, but I have not read another book on relationships or sex or anything like that. I just it did your thing. When you have <laughs> you, you get 290 pages of pure bullets and meat. That's right. You and, know, so okay. it's all rock and roll. Well, thank you so much. It's been great. And uh, again, the book is Laws of the Bedroom: What Men Need to Know About Sex and Pleasing a Woman. And I'll talk to you later, darling. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. There he goes. No, we're not dating. I know it sounds like it from when I said that. No, no, he's just a friend. <laughs> he doesn't even live in the same city. Oh, that sounded bad. Um, okay. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'd like to remind you that my website is theartoflove.net, where you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. Of course, I have my book at lessonsoflove.net. And until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.